Stop touching things! <laughs> Hello and welcome to Extreme Tasting League Scotch Edition. I'm your host, Dave. I'm Darren, and that's Howie Mandel. Wait, no, you're Howie Mandel. You got the head for it and the phobia. I'm not... My name is Bobby. No, um, I'm Cedius, and I'm fighting a cold. And so if I sound unusual, even for me, that's why. But we have a guest. Hello, guest. Hello, uh, my name's Kyle Decker. I'm a playwright, actor, performer, and general idiot, I guess. It's most <laughs> That's a high rank. I mean, that's a high rank of idiots. Well, I mean, professional it is idiocy. I usually get paid to be an idiot. That's the that's yeah. That is the best kind of idiot to be. Most of us, I guess, that are amateur idiots, we we just indulge our our idiocy and get nothing except ridicule for it. However, the ridicule is free, so there's that. I get a certain amount of fun out of my idiocy. I don't know. (laughs) Sorry, the. Cat is being slowly dragged off the table. Yeah, he's 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 being extra kitty today. Extra kitty? Yeah. Coughing up two fur balls on your leg? I I, I, I don't know. You know how cats can get when they when they know a master is sick. And yes. So, yeah. It, he's he's being extra kitty today. Uh, ah. Yeah. And Dave riled him up before y'all got here. Oh, so, good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> My, a lot of his energy off. That's... My cat, the the older cat, we're currently releasing all this stuff into the air that's supposed to reduce their meowing. Well, that was a claim that was shattered the first day. Well, I'm sure it takes a few days to take. Effect. No, no, it's 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 been going for like two weeks now. Oh, really? And you know, he'll he'll just be like, "I'd like your attention," and then do that screaming yowl of uh, like, "How does that come out of a cat?" Sound. It's very impressive. I mean, I'm not happy he's doing it, but it is impressive. I, I got lucky when, when I first got Trill and he and Xerxes were not getting on together. I, I got some of the, the plug-in stuff that's supposed to be the anti-aggression stuff. Right. And that seemed to work well, relatively well. We, we have that going as well because there's some aggression right now in the house. Yeah. Are you sure it's the cats, though? <laughs> well, we, I use alcohol to deal with my aggression. And on that note, what are we drinking, Dave? I don't know. Nice scotch. <laughs> nice segue, Perrin. Nice yeah, you're welcome. Yep. Yep. Well, thank God it's scotch. This, this is how the game is played. All right. I, it's some sort <laughs> of Glen Moran. Otherwise, while, while, while we're talking about what we're drinking, Studios, why don't uh, why don't you tell me what episode it is? Uh, it's the first one you've been on in like four months. Got you so, there. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, what, what the fuck no. episode are we on? It's episode 161, Dave. All right. Fantastic. You know, you probably could have said any number and he wouldn't have known. I mean... Yeah. Well, there's a 50-50 shot that I would have known. Because if he had said an even number, I'd known he was a fucking liar. <laughs> and he is the kind of asshole who would have looked it up before. We started just to prove me wrong. If I point. Yeah. And now you know the kind of show you <laughs> foolishly said. Oh, he oh knows, sure. I'll be on your show. Kyle's met me. It's okay. He, oh, okay. he knows what kind of shenanigans we get up to. Uh, this is the Glenn Morangi Spios. Spews? Those are words. Private edition number nine. So I am not much of a scotch drinker as in I've That's okay. I think I've had a Glen Morangi before and it was alright. But uh Well we're we're this is the, that's the beauty of this show. There there is no like yeah. you must conform to anything. It's you taste you you smell we're gonna nose it. I don't sure. know if you've been briefed on our process. Not quite I mean Brief him, Perrin, brief him. I will brief you shortly. Uh we will nose it. Neat, okay. meaning with no extra water. We will then taste it after we discuss what, what do you smell. Then we'll drink it. What do you taste? Then we'll add a little water with science. And then we'll nose it again, and then we'll taste it. And then we will uh, talk about what we thought and uh, give it a vote. And keep Trill away from your science. Yeah, because yeah. Trill it. will be like, science. science. I like science. And then he'll chew your science, and that'll be sad. Yeah. All right. So that's and that's pretty much it. it is. And for those not initiated to, to, to the podcast, science is the eyedroppers that we use. They're, they're little plastic things. They're his favorite chew toy. So he has one on the floor over there somewhere that he stole the last episode. New science is the best science. New science is the best science. <laughs> so um, it is a, it's a straw. dark straw. Yeah, medium, medium straw. straw, medium straw, but it's it's in the straw category. 
of, of color and lightness. Hmm. So we're going to see how well my nose is still working. Yeah, we are. Well, actually, we're going to hear. Oh, God damn. I can't. <laughs> isopropyl alcohol. That's what it is. That's what I'm getting. Is isopropyl alcohol, Dave. What are you getting? I, I feel like... I feel like I'm getting a, a nose of apple. Oh, wait, wait, wait. <clears throat> it smells for like it. every whiskey I've ever smelled. <laughs> I prepped for this. One moment. <laughs> uh, wait, wait, wait. We will see what kind of apple it is. Uh, do you think that perhaps oh, good Lord. it's a Wolf River? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm unfamiliar with. Maybe, maybe honey gold. Well, as we all know, Wolf River is an apple found growing on the banks of the Wolf River near Fremont, Wisconsin. It was found in 1875. Its parent is the Alexander, an old Russian variety, known before 1817. Just checking. <laughs> Welcome to a running gag that is oh, I've got, against me. I've got more. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. You, usually with someone, to, to, to explain the joke to those who aren't familiar... Uh, usually, if, our guest who's like, jokes are always Jesus when you Christ. Who are these yeah, people? Thank you, salsa. Anyway, the, uh, the 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 joke is if someone smells apple, then I have to identify the type of apple because I'm an apple snob. See, he started out identifying the apples like, oh, it's a it's a this apple, and so then it just became a what kind of apple is it? And just find a weird ass name of an apple and describe it, basically. Uh, no, no, no. no I, that, I, that, started, that, that, I started by making them up. Because and, that was way more fun. And then I happened to go apple picking and came back and actually knew some apples that he had not tried. And since then, it's now a, what apple do I know? <laughs> all, all I know about apples is, uh, thanks to demand and good branding, Honeycrisp were ridiculously overpriced. Mm, and buy apple pie. I, I would, apples pie, if you want the plural. In, in season, they're not ridiculously overpriced. They're just on the high end. They they are really good, but yeah, out of season, they are pretty ridiculous. Like three, even, even three right fifty now, a pound is ridiculous. like they're in basically in season right now. They're still seven bucks for. Whoa! Well, where, where do you where well, do you get your apples? At, this was at Target last night. Well, if it's a, if, for but a three pound bag. Well, well three, yeah, three pound bag for seven dollars is not bad. Oh no no no. Okay, I thought you were like yeah, but but $7. I could get a, a a Fiji apple or a Pink Lady for oh four. Yeah 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 yeah. So there there are Honeycrisps are good, but they're not nearly they double are, the price. Good in season, they are definitely at the high end of the apple range. I thought you were saying seven dollars a pound, and I'm like Jesus, no. where did you this. I only have it picked by trained monkeys. No, no, no. There's there's three fifty a pound out of season. That that's pretty yeah. pricey. That's yeah. Well, I'm getting um, I'm getting a nice apple, kind of a a tart tart apple. I mean, I, I could see it ranging into Granny Smith if you really want. So I would make something. fun of you all because it just smells like whiskey. But I worked in kitchens and was a cook, and I can tell like subtle spice differences and everything with food and. I'll say, you know, oh, did you use this? And someone's like, how did you know? So it's, I'm the same with many foods and spices, <laughs> but it smells like whiskey to me. Which is okay. And I'm not, because of a uh, an incident when I was in the Marine Corps, whiskey is not my favorite beverage. <laughs> um, <clears throat> did you drink too much whiskey? I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was in the Marine Corps, and I had turned 21, so we decided to do the 21-shot salute. They had 21 shots of different whiskeys, but the way they counted some shots were... The one, oh, oh, so oh, I did the three Wiseman shot as one shot instead of... It should have counted as three. No, it shouldn't. It's, it's a See, if shot. it's counting in the military, they just halfway through yell, You didn't start with zero! And make you start over. Yeah. But, but yeah, I had a lot, and, and I finished the night off. Uh, I can't even smell it without getting a little nauseous. We finished the night off with, and I know it's shit whiskey, but it still smells like strongly of whiskey is Wild Turkey 101. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and like just whiffing that stuff, will I will immediately start getting dry heaps. You know, the best so. part about something like um, uh, Wild Turkey is whether you drink it from a glass the floor, or like a shoe, a shoe. You're still gonna get the same wonderful taste. <laughs> it's it's a bonus. <laughs> Ooh, now with extra shoe. <laughs> so after I got past the isopropyl and the and the and the apple, there's there's a sweetness under here that I don't think is from the apple, and I'm trying to parse it out. I think it's a little honey. 
Yeah. I can see that. I do think it is a sweeter apple. I don't think it's a, it's yeah. a tart apple. Whether, whether it's a uh, apple honey or sweet apple, but it's definitely a <clears throat> sweeter. This has a, has a pleasant flavor. There's a, Are we supposed to taste some apple? Apparently yeah. now, yeah. The, the, yeah. in terms of taste. You, you just oh. watch me, and if I drink, it's okay for right. you to drink. This, but this, just remember, you're, you're a minimum of two drinks on this, so... There's a hint of a spice in the nose, too, that I couldn't quite parse. I was really hoping, since you've got to identify spices, maybe you would have been able to bring the spice out of the nose. If the smell's going to make you hurl, though... Uh, could, as long as it doesn't smell like wild turkey, it's, it's specifically wild turkey that sets me off. So, And I was, I, I'm now far enough away. I'm nearly 40 now, so I'm now enough years away from the I, incident. I get it. I can start tr- attempting scotch and but mm-hmm. i can pre- appreciate now i don't drink to excess anymore i just drink for quality stuff my my spirit of choice is gin mm-hmm. and i like really like i have a selection of scottish gins and, and weird things that i try so people keep telling me that there's wonderful gins out there i there keep not believing them i i i, I, I keep saying i drinkable gin it cost me 40 euros in austria i mean there's one that's affordable and good it's my favorite like I always, it's my go-to. And it's called the Botanist. That one is actually not that and bad. It, for it's a, a Scottish imported gin yep. made by a a, a whiskey distiller. Do mm-hmm. it, and almost all of the botanicals come native from the little North Sea island that they're on. And it's not a very. There's almost no juniper in it at all. Yeah, it is. It is. It is more of a floral mm-hmm. herbal gin, and it's it's. I drink it typically straight with maybe an ice cube in the summer just to add the chill. But I, I, it's very smooth. To be fair, I had a um, bartending, not bartending, but a, a mixology class on a cruise, and we were doing things with gin, and I, they made a drink that I enjoyed, mainly, however, because I could not taste the gin. Yeah. So I'm not sure that's really a fair way of saying so. <laughs> um, but I've had the Centauri gin. I've had that. That's good. Yeah, that was all right for a gin. Uh, there's one lo- made locally by Bet Brucillery mm-hmm. called Gunner's Ghost, which is a uh, 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 what they call a navy strength. So it's uh, 110 proof gin. Sure. Uh, that is it is not an entry level gin, but I find quite interesting as well. Leathery. I'm getting a touch of anise in there too. Yeah, that I'm not caring for. Um, yeah, but it, yeah, it had a kind of a licorice type taste to it. Kind of an earthy um, tannins. I'm mm-hmm. getting some tannins. It's not bad. I definitely see your leather. Um, it didn't know as much like a Glenmorangie to me, but no. it certainly tastes like one. Yeah. So we're going with some water. Um, How much water should we put in? So I usually just do three drops. Yeah, there's no really right or wrong. The reason we use the eyedroppers is because we had an, an unfortunate incident or two of, I'll just put in a tiny little smudge. That was more than I wanted. So I will, the other thing is if you do like three-ish, three, four drops, you can, and there's enough, you can then dilute it a little further if if that's your druther. Is it's just the purpose of diluting? Is there any other magical chemistry it, that happens? It opens up the flavors, so you should notice a very difference, um, potentially uh, nose and uh, taste. There's a lot of con- controversy. Is the wrong word? Arguments. Controversy sounds much more than what you get with whiskey. People argue a lot about whether or not they're drunk. Yeah, um, whether you should add water. Many scotches come at forty percent, and there is this theory that thirty six or 30, 35, 40, 40 is is the magic number, I, according to uh, oop, the cat. Um, <laughs> well, for the cat technically didn't make the loud thump. That was the box that knocked over. But um, there, the, many scotches come at forty in the 40 to 43 range. And so adding a little water will knock it down. If you drop an ice cube in, you change the temperature, but you also dilute. I generally prefer neat. There are some people who prefer wet. Whiskey stones are there to 
drop the temperature but, but not dilute. dilute. Yeah. yeah, I was aware of um, that. So. And so, like, the reason like Glenfiddich, uh, Glenlivet does forty percent for their twelve is because they're it's designed so that you don't need to touch it, so that it's at the perfect forty already and. Because cast strength is going to be 55 to 60, typically, or 52. And, and while there are some people I know who will drink ca- uh, cask strength gladly and not not react, um, except in a few rare instances, I am not one of them. But even with cast strength, making it wet changes it drastically and not just, you know, getting you drunker slower. Um the apple has gotten a lot more tart to me. The sweetness and the nose has gone, gone away. Um, I can't tell if it's it's picked up um, f- something floral. Yep, it's a little sweeter with the water. Yeah, to me, it's the opposite. But right. it doesn't mean that oh. either one of us are particularly right or wrong. Honeysuckle is what I'm getting. Ah, yes. I'm gonna um, see if I can see your honeysuckle after I, I did that quick little reset with the coffee. One of the one of the laughs and gripes that we have is if you read professional tasting magazines or online services or sources, they will go through this list of what we we think is a wheel of tastes. They're like, I got some. Uh, um, survey says tin and mustard grass and mustard grass, and you're like, what the fuck? First of all, how many things have you been licking to know what tin and mustard grass taste like? But it's also, you know, are they paid by the word? So, um, you know, if we get three different qualities, we're feeling pretty good about it. Yeah, I, I, I agree with your assessment of the florals. It's definitely in the honeysuckle side of things. And I... Hmm. I don't. I don't know if I would say the sweetness goes up or down. It it certainly changes, or at least it's more noticeable. Uh, to me, it was more more on the backside of the the nose, but it's it's Oof. there. With the tasting, I'm getting some very astringent. Um, yeah, yeah. There's an astringency on the on the finish um, of the mouthfeel. Oh yeah. Uh, Do all whiskeys tingle on the tongue typically? Because this one's uh, quite a lot of. Mm, no, no, this, no, one's, this one's this yeah. one's more so. Okay, because I'm, I'm noticing a, a see, distinct tongue tingle. See, I'm I'm not getting that, and, and and we can put that down possibly to my being sick, but yeah, uh, this is getting some tannins in the finish. Uh, again, not surprising. The finish is not bad. Wet. Um, it's a little cloying at the end. I'm not really getting that, but I I'm, I wonder. I could easily see that being a slight difference in volume versus water between our two, but um, it's not bad. The anise comes through mm-hmm. a lot more on the finish, and yeah, the fucking lingering. So that's probably what I don't taste it because I don't like licorice. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, this is uh, the Glen. Which one are we drinking, McAllen? No. This is the Glen Morangi. Oh, Glen Morangi. That's right. I don't know how you can get those two confused. Uh, because I'm looking at it right there. <laughs> and so, the Glen Livet. Oh, yeah. And and so, even though I know it's not the Glen Livet, oh, I'm right. looking at the words, the Glen Livet. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was at the melting pot um, last night uh, for my worst, worst, wife's birthday. And they had five scotches on the menu, way overpriced, because, you know, it's a restaurant. Yeah, I mean, $30 for the, um, I think it was the McAllen 18. That's not unusual. It's not a terrible It's not unusual. I just consider it way overpriced, because... I mean, yeah, even close. though it's the Glen, the the Macallan eighteen is an expensive um, bottle. Buying a bottle is what uh, one. It's about five hundred, five hundred to eight hundred bucks. Really, eighteen? No, no. That's the twenty-one. No, you're right. No, the the eighteen is under two. Yeah, it's about a yeah. one one eighty. Yeah, it's about what a normal twenty-one. Costs. And and so I look at it as. 
you know, uh, seven shots mm-hmm. pays for the bottle with leftover, and that's so you get pretty, more than seven shots out of. No, right. I totally that's, get it. But I mean, that's for a team to be profitable, like the, usually they are about five to seven. On, yeah. You can't be more than thirty percent cost. I used to run a restaurant, yeah. and so and ideally liquor. Booze and generally should be a profit leader. Yeah. So you typically want for every dollar you spend on your booze, you want to get almost ten back in profit. I'm not. Whereas things like your steak, your beef is you know yeah. getting people in the door to spend money on the scotch. Right. I'm not appalled by. Well, okay, I am because I'm cheap. But um, I'm not stunned by prices like that. But I'm I'm also not willing to spend the money for something I'm like yeah. well part of the problem is they had two McAllen's two Glenlivet's and a Laphroaig and I almost got the Laphroaig because it's Laphroaig yep Laphroaig was probably 16, 18 um it was a little cheaper it was the 10 mm. and so I think it was a 8 or 8 or 12 okay. for yeah. a shot it wasn't it wasn't obscene as shots of single malt go but it was also for a Laphroaig 10, and I'm like, I really don't need to spend a lot. The thing that disappoints me is I'm willing to spend some money if it's something that isn't available in every single restaurant. And I get why they they don't like go way out on a limb for weird stuff, because the bottle would sit. You get the stuff that sells. Exactly. You gotta, you gotta have but, uh, inventory turnover. Mm-hmm. Or be Merlin's Rest. An elegant past. Deep in the highlands, Glenmorangie's whiskey creators have summoned all their mastery and vision to craft ever more wondrous whiskeys since 1843. Their tireless quest for innovation is honored year after year in the distillery's pioneering private edition. As And as it celebrates the collection's ninth release, Glenmorangie brings to the world its first single malt fully matured in American X-Rye whiskey casks. This uniquely savory and spicy single malt takes its inspiration from America's golden whiskey era. In these those bygone days, Rye's distinctive herbal character was feted with the most prestigious saloons, giving rise to classic serves such as the Old Fashioned. But over time, the spirit fell from favor and slipped into obscurity and death. I mean... Give or take. Has any saloon ever actually been classy? Especially Mm -hmm. in 19th century America? Like, that's the place where you went to get shot or stabbed, typically? And I'm just picturing the, I'd like rye. Whoa, rye? What do you think we are? Some upper crest kind of hoof-highfalutin saloon? As you almost trip over the spittoon. (laughs) Yeah. Um, <laughs> as he traveled to the U.S. years ago, Glenn Morangi's director of distilling and whiskey creation, Dr. Bill Lumsden, became... That's a, a fake name. There's intri- no way that is real. Intrigued by the whiskey's scarcity and relishing its rare notes of cinnamon and clove, bullshtick, he vowed to bring a hint of rye spice and its glittering past to Glenn Morangi's private edition. As Dr. Bill conceived his creation... Yeah, they called him Dr. Bill. Again, it's a fake name. They, they, it was designed by marketing geniuses to sound accessible. <laughs> he foresaw that its success would depend entirely on the unique smoothness for which Glen Morangi's spirit is renowned. Only the distillery's delicate floral style would invite the whiskey's nuances to shine through in this unprecedented malt. And so before long... Oh, and so long before... Others recalled the virtues of American rye whiskey. Dr. Bill set about sourcing the very best first fill oak casks from the spirit's heartland in Kentucky. Then at Glenmorangie's Highland Distillery, these hand-selected casks began to impart their intriguing flavors to Glenmorangie's spirit, which emerges pure and smooth from Scotland's (coughs) tallest stills. I'm, I'm really glad he went to Kentucky for bourbon, because if he'd gone somewhere else, he'd have been fucked. <laughs> yeah, they don't make it anywhere else. No. Rye isn't bourbon. Rye is rye. It's a rye bourbon. Rye is rye. 
Glen Morangi oh. Spios first entices with its fresh and herbal nose, hinting at cherry, clove, and mint toffee, <coughs> followed by scents of green grass. A splash of water releases more perfumed notes, both crisp and clean, an inviting complexity of herbal tones. Then rise characteristic spice bursts forth as tastes of toffee, clove, and cinnamon mingle with nutmeg and sweet, buttery vanilla. The finish is rich, sweet, and lingering, with toffee and Brazil nut emerging alongside a citrus tang. A pioneering single malt scotch whiskey for the most discerning connoisseur, the Glenmarangi Spios. An old-time elegance is born anew. Hey, that's a whole lot of words. Like, <laughs> like I serious. feel like they're trying to cover, like... This isn't our best batch, but we're going to spruce it up with marketing. That, oh, that, they, they all do it. That's some serious work, Dark. By the way, for those of you testing at home, Spios is Scots Gaelic for spice. There you go. You've learned something. You're welcome. So so for how much they wanted, they wanted to say that this is a spicy uh, scotch, it's not. Um, there's there's some, but I can maybe maybe give them the clove. Yeah, maybe I mean, maybe uh, floral notes. And there's some there were, and the floral notes. We all and, 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 and and the lingering. Well, that could have been clove. That's why I'm willing to give them the yeah. clove. But that's but that's it to be honest. Um, I know vanilla did not leap out. No, no. I I supposed to be vanilla. Yeah, yeah. It didn't even like you know peek its head out like the fucking groundhog looking for the sun. It it was not there. Um, uh, typically, I don't base my ratings on on the bullshit of the note, the tasting notes. But this one was really super far off. And if that's what they were going for, they they fucking missed their mark. Um, I, I, I I'm just gonna give it a, a, a two seven five because it was it was drinkable, but it wasn't wasn't notable. What's the scale we're going uh, for? I was about to the go s- for it. The scale we. We, <laughs> you can do it. I believe in you. <laughs> the scale. We vote on a one to five scale. One being a war crime. Five being the best shit you've ever had in your mouth. Three being, meh, it could be good. It could have been better. I'm all right. How you judge between three and the other ends, that's up to you. We do accept decimals. All right. I'm going to give this a two... A- 2.5 because it didn't disgust me. It just tasted like most whiskeys I've had, which is like I wouldn't order or pay for this. But if someone gave it to me, I would drink it and thank them. That, that, that's yeah. about what a 2.5 is. So you, you, you beat the yeah. nail up on the top. Um, I found some qualities in this that I liked uh, more than most of the Glen Morangis I've had. I'm really not a big fan of uh, the nose on a lot of Glen Morangis is, is great. Mm-hmm, yeah. And then I have to taste them, and that's where it all falls apart. Yeah, the Quinta Rubin is good <laughs> for the baseline, and then it's it's the like nectar, the nectar door. Oh, yes. Yeah, you keep loving that. I know. I, there's, there's, I continue but to so many times I'm like, oh, oh, this smells amazing. Well, that tells me it's going to taste like shit, and I was right. <laughs> um, this one, uh, two seven five. You know, um, not great. But it had enough things that were interesting that I, I don't regret drinking it. And I certainly wouldn't, like, punch somebody if they were yeah, like, hey, yeah. would you like some free? Uh, yeah, like, if someone sure. handed it to me, I would thank them generally for the offer of scotch. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I I will say knowing now that it's rye finished and thinking back on it, I can see that. Um, I'm not big into rye, but I do enjoy a rye once in a while. Um but because I'm not big into rye, I can see where this would really not work for me because it's it's not my go-to on on non-scotch whiskeys. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're all in the right range. I'm I'm going to give it a, just a straight two seven. But yeah, this this was certainly not <clears throat> their best special edition that they've ever put out. We Glen Ramsey has been about a, a one in three with us as far as things go. One one is good. Two are maybe, maybe not as not 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 what they're claiming to be. I'm wondering though they went with first fill, um, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering how it would have differed if they went it's a more mature with, season, right? I mean, would it have imparted? Because I'm not familiar enough with rye to to identify a quality of rye whiskey. I, I yeah, I, 
it, but I'm like, wouldn't you want a more imbued wood? Well, I, I think what they're saying in First Phil is this is the first usage after it was rye. Yeah. So mm. it, to, to do that, you, you, mm-hmm. you dilute the rye more, mm-hmm. and so you get less That's of it true. in That's the barrel. That's true. So if you really wanted to have that, that <clears throat> rye flavor to it, you have to do a First Phil. That's a good point. And I so, forgot that's what they meant. And Yeah. In hindsight, it's there, and because rye is not my go-to, yeah, it, this was less than it could have been. But I, I, I see where they're going with it, and I don't think they got there. Yeah. Oh well. Um. So <coughs> you listed off a variety of professions when you introduced yourself. No, well, well, so like I, my day job, I work for a nonprofit because, like most actors, performers, <laughs> I don't make enough to pay a mortgage. Off, you know, I do make enough typically to file taxes, but not enough to pay my mortgage. But uh, yeah, I mean, I've been for about seven, eight years. I've made a couple web series. Uh, I've worked on several plays and writer, director, actor. Um, cool. And I and, and, and full disclosure and selfless self plugging is I did come on the show because I have a show opening this weekend that I wrote. Um, we, we will we it, will definitely in, yeah. uh, invite you to flog your yeah. product. So it's it's the first play or thing I've written solo. I typically write with a longtime writing partner. Uh, he and I have written a lot of his names. Jacob, he's tremendous, and I will probably not do many solo projects as everyone saw. I, I will when an idea strikes, but I because I really like it is more fun and I think ultimately a better product to be able to bounce something off another writer. But uh, I wrote a play called action movie the play and it is basically my satire slash love letter to most to action movies mostly those from the 80s and 90s and playing on their tropes and <clears throat> and goofiness in this and and normally i'm having to be reined in on the number of like film references and all i put in a play and this time the play is actually kind of built on those so i was able to go kind of buck wild which was fun nice so i even made a letter i'm a big movie buff i watch a lot of movies every year so i even made a, a letterbox list of all the movies either directly referenced to or alluded to in the play and it's over 30 movies nice uh and so like and we put that in a program in case someone wants to like here's the sickness that my brain is coming from and cool. even some of and some uh the director Garrett Dietz is also a big movie buff and he even added a couple more in moments because <laughs> I put in the script like there's some references that could happen here have fun and uh so I'm excited it has a very young overall young cast uh, with a at least two actors like their first non-college play out of college oh fun it, which is cool uh one of our actors is actually a former Miss Minnesota who graduated and finished, like, top ten in Miss America, which is, like, and now you're slumming in my dumb action movie play. But, <laughs> but she's tremendous. Uh, her name's Serena. Uh, the oh, cast okay. is uh, uh, I, former I, Miss Brainerd. So <laughs> Oddly enough, I, I know a different Miss Minnesota. So, so I was like... Yeah, she's I Miss Minnesota 2017 or 2018, I think. Oh, so mine several years earlier. Yeah, but uh, the cast is tremendous. It's gonna be at Strike Theater opening this Saturday, the second, and then does eight shows over the next three weekends. Cool. And well, we will have an official flogging at the end. Absolutely, but sure yeah, get it but it's a, it's a it's my big dumb love letter to the kind of action, the movies that I really enjoy watching when I'm say having some it's adult beverages. Very cool. Now I have to ask: at any point during this play, does someone leap on the hood of a car? No, because we couldn't fit a car, but we do almost everything. There's some slow motion. There's some nice. bullet time. Nice. There is the, uh, we totally do, and there might be an 80s movie, Freeze Frame. Yeah. Because 80s loved doing freeze frames and rolling the credits. <coughs> uh, a montage? Do you have a montage? We have a montage. Oh, good. I mean, I, I can't. How do you lampoon an action movie better than Last Action Hero, though? Um, I mean... Because you're doing it intentionally? There's, there's an argument there. Yeah, probably. I mean, this is, is definitely, this is very meta. This is the most meta thing I've ever written. And I, I, I do think, I hope people really enjoy it. I think if you like these kind of movies, I think it'll be right up your alley. If you don't like meta humor, this probably, there's a good chance this won't be your play. Um, that being said, I don't know if you don't like meta humor, why you would go to a play called Action Movie The Play. Yeah, it's sort of like going to a musical... And then saying, I hate 
you know, I can't dance believe singing people, and dancing. I saw a review for a local improv show the other day. <laughs> the reviewer totally missed the point and said, normally improv shows are scripted, <laughs> but they seem to totally go off the script and clearly bought in for it. It was not for what? me. I'm like, so they did exactly what they're supposed to do as improvisers, but you don't like that. Dear reviewer, may I direct you to the definition of improv? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the knowledge of the dictionary must do with improv. I was, just, with I was laughing because they both absolutely nailed the point of improv and completely missed it at the same time. It was like Schrodinger's improv. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I... I, I, when my wife and I have occasionally looked at, uh, maybe this year we'll go to a, a, an all-inclusive resort somewhere, and we read the reviews. And what's fun is reading the negative reviews, because sometimes you read them and you're like, ooh, I don't want to go to this place, because they're, you know, the room was filled with bugs, or, you know, the, I got food poisoning for me. <laughs> you know, ones where you're like, that's a, that's a fair... That's a good reason to give someplace a one right. star. And then there was the one where they gave it, I think, a one star because it rained. And I'm like, I, I, I didn't know I could expect hotels to control the weather. Well, it's they, a they, terrifying they, power. But, but China they, did during the Olympics. <laughs> they, they, they went to Risa. You're not supposed to. But, I mean, you know, the Orion syndicate was able to actually bribe a dude. <laughs> To control the weather on Ryza, I just went super Star Trek nerd there. Oh, yeah, no, no, it was, right. and and of course we all know that Cobra and its weather dominator is you know. See, they could have made money doing that, like legit, just like uh, to tourism industry, you know, instead of trying to like some foolish Cobra commander and his, you know, well, bless his heart. <laughs> my my favorite uh, Superman, old Superman villains. We're like, I've invented anti-gravity, and I'm going to use it to rob this bank. It's like, um, um... You could revolutionize um, air travel. Wait! <laughs> <laughs> you know, my shrink ray will allow me to sneak into the gold vault. Um, uh, never mind. Well, let's see, the, the, the problem you invent, you know, anti-gravity and want to revolutionize air travel, you you, you know that fucking Elon Musk or, or, or Bezos is just going to buy you out, and, you know, you get nothing. But... But we're drinking the yes. Glen Scotia double cask. Ooh, extra casky, extra twice the cask. So, so that means they put it in one cask, aged it for X number of time, and then put it in another different kind of cask. Yes, that is correct. And, and by diff, by by certain period of time, you are very correct, and that's <laughs> as definitive as we're gonna get. Yeah. And I'm laughing because now I'm picturing a different version of double cask. Where it's a cask of scotch placed inside another cask, and just the Russian doll of casks. People, people, yeah, people, not quite clear on the concept. We we let it sit in there for six years. We let it sit in what? two casks. It's, it's the human centipede. Yes. <laughs> oh, you had to go so there. I did. Yeah. This one has a much like more like burnt or toasted or roasted, if you will, not burnt. It doesn't. Have no, but uh, no, it is. It's, there's a roasted. Yeah, there's a little bit of like smoke coming through, almost. Mm-hmm. Say like roasted almond. I like the smell of this better than the last one. Just had a very like this is whiskey. Where this one is like hint of whiskey, but it also has. Yeah, there's attempt to do something more here. Mm-hmm. I think at least with the the smell. So I'm going to reset my nose using ground coffee. Some coffee? Yes, coffee. What kind of coffee? Why, this is True Stone coffee. True Stone coffee, you say? Yes, I do. You know, they're friends of the show. They are indeed friends of the show. And and, and, and what we mean by friends of the show is they will offer you a discount on their merchandise if you use our show's promo code, which is... Scotch. I know, right? Creative. Wait, on anything? Anything. 10% off coffee, on merch. Yeah, it's the whole thing. I have a sweet true stone beanie somewhere in my house. That's pretty awesome. It's got a little pom-pom on the top. That's pretty cool. They make good coffee, too. Coffee smells better than scotch, I will say that. I'm a big coffee. If you're drinking coffee... I'm a fan of the dirt water, so... If you're drinking coffee and you need to reset your nose, can you smell scotch? I mean, maybe. So after doing that reset, I actually got a kind of like chocolate note in the nose. I can see that. Yeah, I'll I'll see your toasted nut thing. I don't know. I don't know if it's specifically almond, but it's. Yeah, it's a nut. Of yeah, there's a toasted nut of some kind. 
Maybe, uh, I'm not sure what else. It's not quite sweet enough to be pecan. I was like getting the smoke, yeah, something toasted. Mm-hmm. Very like almost caramelized. I was say, it's I, almost, almost I, toasted marshmallow. I, would, I would literally was yeah. about to say I, I keep thinking it's toasted marshmallow, but it's not quite sweet. Enough. It, it, it's s'more scotch. It's good yeah. chocolate and toasted Ooh. marshmallow. Better than that s'more vodka. That was disgusting. I think I get a little chocolate now when I drink it. Maybe. <laughs> Sorry, that was nice. That was a. Very scotchy. Uh, definitely some uh, little, a little. Um, There's like an explosion of spice in my mouth. Yeah, that one. I don't know if this one's claiming to be spicy, but, but if you had told should. me the two titles of scotch and fed me this, I would guess this one was the one labeled <laughs> right. spice. Yeah, no, for sure. Like because this one, this one, the other one had a slight tongue tingle. This one has a. Defined and the other one only tingled on the tip of my tongue. This one tingles on my tongue and then down the gullet a little bit. I'm gonna give you spice, motherfucker. Yeah. You're gonna take it and like it. But I, I actually like it. It's got like a hint. You know, it's it's almost got like a, a mold cider kind of quality to mm-hmm. it. There's a maltiness to this. Um, boy, yeah, I could spend a lot of time drinking this. Trying to figure out what all of the individual spices are. White pepper, for sure. Ex- yes. Except that I wouldn't, because I hate white pepper, and <laughs> I really do not like the scotch. Oh. That's at a- all. Not a bit. But but mainly because... It's, it's a Campbellton. It's a, it's a flavor what that you that don't mean? like. It's from the Campbellton region of Scotland. It's a sub... It's the worst region in Scotland, <laughs> in my opinion. Which, I mean, there's only like... Six to ten distilleries there, so it's not a huge region, and it's good because I think Cuffed I've like the, one I was expression the, from them. There, 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 there's three. There's three primaries. There's there's um, Dufton, Glen Scotia, uh, Glen Scotia, and um, Springbank. Those those are the big ones. Um, and then there's whatever the Long Row, yeah, which is a sub of Springbank, I think. Yeah, um, isn't aren't they also in? Um, which one's the inch, the inch, fucking no, uh, or uh, I really like this one. I, I have to admit, I'm not have to admit. I freely admit, I'm also enjoying it. And there's a few qualities to it that I'm not. I have to admit that I've drunk this now. <laughs> well, but the thing is, you don't like it because it's a specific flavor no, category don't. that you don't like. I don't. Yeah, I don't like it because I don't like the flavor category of. I don't like the flavor of it, and I knew I wasn't going to like the flavor of it going in. And I was like, well, you've liked a couple of Glen Scotia's. Yeah, I have. But I also like really dark. Like malty, almost burnt beers <laughs> myself. So, um, yeah, uh, I like a lot of more like the wines I like tend to be a similar flavor. This is is like this. a smoky caramel, yeah. chocolatey, um, burnt. Uh, not not burnt as in like it's been left too long in the uh, on the stove, but burnt. No. It feels uh, like it's been it's been woods. slow cooked in like a nice nicely seasoned cast. There, 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 there's a little oh, yeah yeah yeah. There's a little yeah. popsicle stick on it, but yeah. it's, it's you know that that's that's the what I'm getting is just a, a, a little bit of popsicle stick. But what do you mean by popsicle stick? Wood, like a popsicle wood. stick. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't think that needs explanation. <laughs> I didn't know if that was a specific like. It's not a euphemism. term. No, no. no well, I mean, I mean, kind of. I mean, it tastes like the wood of a popsicle stick. No. Um. You know, if I said a rubber hose, we have to beat you with one. <laughs> I mean, we have had things that tasted like yep. rubber hose. So yeah, it. it, it <laughs> We, we we had we, we we had pencil eraser as a as a tasting. Note I have a question: when, when you picked your scotches for tonight, was there? Did you keep the guests in mind, knowing I was a novice, or do you just pick? Uh, like, oh, you know, we got this one. We haven't done this this uh, distillery. In a that would... Well, I, I I I will speak to it as I'm the person who selected out of my stock right. um, the Glen Morangi from this episode, and the Glen Livet we will have in the next episode. Uh, I'm I, I chose for tonight because. We haven't had either distillery in a bit, and I have another bottle from the same distillery, just a different expression, 
in the queue to be drunk at some point in time, and I try to space out the distilleries. Yeah, we are um, way not nice enough or thoughtful enough no. to like try and. That's not entirely true. We did we did not have um, uh, Elay scotches for Boo last month yeah. because she specifically stated she does not like the smoking. And queue. and we picked really odd, long, hard pronounced names for Q. We did specifically, but that's not being Q. thoughtful. That's expecting someone from Scotland to pronounce things for us. You know, so dancing monkey. Yeah, I. I, I Honestly, I don't recall having asked you what your expertise was, so no, I did not know no. one way or the other. I've, I, it's one of those, uh, like, with my previous history of whiskey, I've kind of avoided it. But now it's like, I appreciate the art, and, like, I understand why there is appeal to scotch because of the craft and all behind it. And now I'm almost 40, I should probably maybe give it a whirl so I can drink more adult-type drinks. To put it this way, for... When Tim Wick was on the show, we gave him cask strength. Not intentionally, because we we were planning on having the Glovers on, and we were going to have cask strings with the Glovers because I knew they could handle cask strings. But then I decided, hey... Did you put them in a wheelbarrow at the end of the night? No, we, 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 we just gave him smaller pours. Um, and, and, and basically, I convinced him to be on the show by guilting him, and it said, dude, be fearless. And uh, and I want all of Geeks Without Gun on the show. And as we've said yeah. before, his his ratings for the Scotch was would I cook with it, not well, would I. Actually, drink I it. love like I love cooking with bourbon and Scotch. I uh, I spice pecans for pecan pie in a cast iron skillet. I add clove and cayenne pepper and cinnamon, and then roast them with a hint of brown sugar, and typically with either bourbon. Actually, I mostly just use bourbon, and it gets this nice glaze on the pecans, and then with the kind and all this. And once you add it to the sweet of a pecan pie, it makes for the best, in my opinion, the best pecan pie I've ever had. And I say that as half my family's from Texas. I've had a few slices of pecan pie. I would imagine. So, but the secret is to make it with so golden syrup, not corn syrup. Mm. So having having drunk it and gone back into it on the nose, I'm almost getting like root beer float. Yeah, there's like oh, a, I wish you hadn't said like that. a cream soda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go with cream soda. I'm down for that. That's, yeah, I, cream soda is better than beer float. I think, yeah. I'm kind of getting this like creamy vanilla thing, but yeah, if we're gonna do that, cream soda is better than than a root yeah. beer float. I'm not really getting the root beer under it. But yeah, I got I got to water it now and see if that changes things. Yeah, after no, I, I, after water, I'm getting after water. It definitely um, has that um, you know old timey soda fountain mm-hmm. smell. I'm getting um, oh, yeah. hints hints yes, of a like flavored toffee flavored coffee in there. Sure, I can see that. I would have gone maybe just straight toffee, but I think really it's just the cream soda. Like, like that is solidly the note I'm getting with it wet. I would smell this all night long because that would mean that I wouldn't have to drink it. <laughs> oh man, it did not get any better. Um, I really just feel like it's a giant. Spice explosion still. It didn't change. So the the mouthfeel got lighter. I, I lost the 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 uh, yeah, chocolatiness. I didn't, I didn't like it as much after it watered. No, no. This oh. is to me. This is kind of typical of. This made it taste more like whiskey and less like something interesting. Mm-hmm. It got like smoother before it, before it the water. It was interesting. I'm like it's I not drink that more often because yeah. it was interesting and unique. Now it's just whiskey. This, this, the thing is, I was going to say earlier, the reason I drink scotch versus, and I know there's there's some truth to this to other other alcohols, but the thing I love about whiskey is there is so much variety and so much difference, even within a distillery, and you can taste the difference, and it it, it is interesting. It's not just oh, it's a vodka, and I know there's people who love vodka, and they can I, mean, taste I like the vodka, but I, dr- but I I drink it to mix and. Like I like a Moscow Mule because I like ginger beer, and it makes my ginger beer, which punches me in the face and nostrils, alcoholic. But you don't, if you make it right, you don't taste the vodka. Right, and most people, it's like, well, there's these flavors that I add to it. It's like, uh, yeah. it just, I'm not trying to say vodka's evil. I just can't imagine, like, drinking lots of vodka for the interesting flavors no. of vodka unless you're adding flavors into them. I mean, the whole point of vodka is that it's... Flavorless. Flavorless, yeah. And even drowning it didn't really seem to help. Yeah, this 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 was definitely one I would say do neat. But I I could see me doing this as a nightcap with an ice cube while I'm sitting reading my book. I could see this going very well in 
a ginger beer. Also that. Are, are you suggesting you'd add ginger ale to this? Oh, thing? no, no. Ginger ale is not strong enough. Okay. So would you call that a Glasgow mule? Is that, is that <laughs> what? Because I like, I like a good Kentucky mule and a Moscow mule. Um, yeah, I can see that. But you can, you know. I never thought, like, that would be a really expensive way to make mules use a scotch. <laughs> yeah, single malt, that's the other thing is, if you're, if you're looking... If you're looking to mix a drink, there's very few times that a single malt is worth wasting your money. Right. If you're, I mean, um, well, no, I mean, like, there's, there's definitely, if you're looking at, you know, uh, customized cocktails and, and you know, more of a of an upscale. Um, I've I've been to. I've been to some some very nice cocktail bars where they are building their creations. Where fair enough, you know. I had a Yamazaki Twelve and a no. I, I, and I've had a few. I was in Vegas for a convention, and the the people we were with was were like, "We're going to the bar at the at the casino. Order anything you want." You're reading, by the way. I'm just letting. Oh. You. That one's got fewer paragraphs. Uh, mm-hmm. Three sides, so two sides. I saw that other one was the entire length of the box in about seven feet. Campbellton whiskeys are intriguing, appealing to those consumers looking for something a little off the beaten track. Campbelltown is a small town in the on the Kintyre Peninsula in the west on the west coast of Scotland, affectionately known as. Wee Tune! Glen Scotia Double Cask is a classic Campbelltown malt with a formidable pedigree of whiskey making since 1832. Our master blender handpicks every cask and finishes the precious whiskey in first filled bourbon barrels and then finishes this outstanding single malt in Pedro Zimenez sherry casks. This provides the perfect balance of spicy fruits overlaid with the characteristic sea spray and vanilla oak finish of the House of Glen Scotia. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much what you got there. Uh, mm, if it's neat, I'd give it a, a 3 rich one and spicy. Yeah, on both sides. The, I give it a three point one, yeah, where it's just a nudge better than the three. But if it's if you put water in it, it goes to about a two point eight, two point seven for me. But it's neat, it's a three point one. Well, at least they didn't try and throw a lot of cork dorkery at us about no. the taste. They didn't I mean, they were they anyway. were right that it was they were one hundred percent honest and spicy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were, I didn't feel like there's a whole bunch of smoke and mirrors marketing like that last one. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I rate balance of rich, spicy fruits, characteristic sea spray, vanilla oak finish. Yeah, I didn't, I mean, I'll, I oh, didn't get fruits. We got, we definitely got the vanilla. Rich fucking spice, rich and spicy though. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, I, 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 I regret I mean, not I, having guessed what the casts were because I was spot on in, in what was in my brain about what they were because, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, the, yeah, I, I picked up the one. sherry. Yeah, Pedro definitely. Jimenez was definitely a Yeah, one. that's. I that level of spice, it had to be the Shimenez. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to like this one. It's a Campbelltown with the Shimenez. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was not a fan of wet, but but neat. I'll go three, two, seven. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, I am, his, <coughs> am I the last voter? No, no you're second. second. Uh, well, then I'll keep the rest. I'm curious what its price point is, but I don't want to know until we're all done. Mm. Uh, I thought this was a, a great scotch to nose, both neat and wet, but <laughs> was just a terror to drink. So uh, I'm going to do a 2.25. So if Dave needed such a thing, he would use it as aftershave, but... Um, yeah, this, 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 this was pleasant, I, well, I, I suppose, but that, that, that would... He might dip his beard in it. For those of you not watching on uh, television, uh, he pointed to his head as being shaved, but not his very supple beard. I I do think beard dip should be a thing, though. Mm, No. (laughs) Um, 
I just recently, I'm, I'm going to be acting next week in a History Channel thing as an extra that my beard got me the role. And my, I, I actually have a line, and my, 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 I will be credited as Pitchfork Villager. <laughs> Which that would be the greatest that, credit in my acting career. That is something <laughs> you want in IMDb. <laughs> so I'm going to go forward. Oh, wait, but yeah, I will I'll be filming something. I, I will be playing a German peasant in something about Martin Luther. Pitchfork villager. Nice. You know, if if you're going to be a villager, Pitchfork know, villager right? is the, the only best way, villager to the be. Torch villager might be better. No, no. I mean, it, it's not a bad gig. But Pitchfork Villager is but the more syllables. Speaking of beards, they, they asked me, do you still have your beard? And I'm like, yes, I don't. I only get rid of it if asked for rolls. Otherwise, <laughs> it's a feature. But that's also why it never gets much longer than it is now, because every once in a while, I do need to shave it for a roll. <laughs> so. And then I look like Bobby Hill, a 40-year-old Bobby Hill from King of the Hill. And it's not a good look. So I got to ask, when you're... Did you already get to vote? I'm no. sorry. I'll, I'll ask after. Um... I'll, I'll make it quick. I, I, I think 3 2 is, is. It's not particularly exciting. Wet, it's got. It, wet, it's not very good. It's It's got some interesting qualities in the fact that it got smoother. But yeah, I would definitely do this neat. And, and I can see where this isn't up Dave's alley. Um, it, it is an awful lot of spice all at once, and we couldn't really pull out the spices. So, so uh, what what is the price point of this one? I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we could Google it. If only nah. we had a device. I, I I would guess in the in the sixty to eighty. Oh, that's not bad. I mean, if if you're Dave, it's it it is bad. But Scotia's aren't wants really, to be Dave. Scotia's generally aren't pretty expensive unless they're doing something really wacky with them. So I gotta ask, how does one end up being a pitchfork villager on a on a History Channel? I li- so I, I pay the MN Playlist website, which is kind of like a like a deposit. If you're a local actor, you fill it out and you can pay to actually you know, have it. And a casting director saw I have some pictures of myself in my Rinfest garb, among other things, and saw me and goes, "That's our Pitchfork villager," <laughs> and asked if I'd be nice. So yeah, that's. Because awesome. I'm a beefy Germanic looking, even though I, I look more I'm Dutch Irish, but you know <laughs> what, what people know from yeah. history. So, so are you, is this being shot locally? Yeah. Or? So okay. I'll be shooting it Tuesday. So very coming, nice. Not tomorrow, but the following, the fifth. So I'm just picturing. Here's your pitchfork. Now, now, go chase the chase Martin Luther. <laughs> I hope it's I get to do some close-ups. I did another. My other thing. I, I, I am definitely a character actor. I have my type, but I did a. I, I would. I did a fork. Well, I I, I, I play imbeciles, imbeciles and assholes. It's kind of like this is the best. It's kind of my like what I get cast for. Or yeah, I either play dummies or jerks or, or like angry people. Even though I'm not like an actual angry guy, but I can you know I'm I'm a three hundred pound six foot two bearded man. If I decide to act angry, it is intimidating. So it works. But I did a this superhero web series. They're like filming. They're trying to sell it to investors, so I helped film like some segments and everything. But one of the my character is a a bit of a heavy, and I don't mean like in fighting, but but also just heavy. And I, there was a close up where I had to look longingly at a taco before I was about to eat it. In a close-up, and I only took one take. <laughs> I've been method acting this my whole life, I guess. This is the role I was born to eat. Because the tacos they had were actually pretty good, because I had, oh. had one before we shot. So, like, look at this taco like you really want to eat it. That won't be hard. <laughs> I, I saw a, a Facebook post uh, that was somebody walked by, a friend of mine online said he walked by a karate place, and they were letting their, the kids wear costumes. I saw that. Kylo just got his ass kicked, kicked by, by a taco. By a taco. Like, Even if that's made up, that's just good comedy writing. Yeah. And I put a pleasant mental picture in my head. So. <laughs> so now is the time that we flog things. Flog, flog, flog. Well, what, what officially yeah. would you like to flog? So, I mean, yeah, we've got my uh, uh, the, the play coming up, and then... I have a podcast that's in hiatus because uh, our one of our hosts, he's moving to Washington State to go work for Microsoft. 
So we're going to look to rebrand the show and everything, but you can, there's 170 episodes or so online. What do you call the movie machine where we improv and make up a movie based on a random prompt from a, a prop prompt generator. It gives us a plot and we make up the movie based on it. It's fun. Nice. It's got it's a good structure. All episodes are 30 minutes or less. We've had a lot of local comedians improv folks on it. You can check that and all my work, like my video, my web, two web series I co-wrote and produced at hotchocolatemedia.net or hotchocolatemedia.com because the dude who initially owned that and wanted me to pay $2,000 for it on January 1st forgot to renew it and I snatched it up for $12. Yeah. And now hotchocolatemedia.com hot nah. redirects to my website as well. <laughs> I'm not paying you any money, but I every January 1st for the last three years I checked to see and this year it was, and I go, oh, okay, Google, here's my twelve dollars. <laughs> so, uh, what? Where is your show that's coming out on the second plane? Uh, Strike Theater, which is in Northeast, uh, just off Central Avenue. Uh, there's a lot of great restaurants and stuff nearby, and if you like spirits, it's in the same building as the Tattersall uh, Craft Cocktail Place. So, either before or after the show, you can get a good craft cocktail and then see the show. The show runs about an hour. It, it was originally designed to be a fringe show, so it was kind of designed with those constraints. So all show times at seven thirty, so you can still have plenty of time to grab a cocktail. Cool. And I'm laughing only because you said the words "a" and Google together, oh. and my phone just said, "Here's my twelve dollars." <laughs> so where is your show that's coming out in the second playing? Here to help. <laughs> Thanks, Google. <laughs> Somebody hasn't customized their their okay Google. No, no. I haven't either. Mainly, mainly because I have a child who uses it too, and I, while it amuse, would amuse me to make her learn different phrases, I've chosen discretion. Hello, computer. <laughs> uh, any other things to flog? Well, as. as uh, the general rule we've got uh, Fearless Lab on the second Tuesday and uh, Double Blind Improv on the third Thursday. Um, Kyle, do you happen to remember when Fearless Presents is in November? No, I, I guess it's. I can probably find out because I, I, I feel it's it. early in the month, uh, and I and, and who's playing in it? It's denim on denim. I know that. Right. Uh, they're an improv troupe of mostly recent college grads. It is November seventeenth. Which will also be on a Sunday at Strike Theater. So actually, that'll that will happen after the last my last show. So if you wanted to make a weekend at Strike, you catch the catch the close of Action Movie on the 16th, and then Denim on Denim at Fearless Presents on the 17th. And then on is it the 14th is Give to the Max Day. Give to the Max Day, and that's a pay what you can show for. Uh, we will be having a show of Action Movie to play, and it'll be pay what you can. So, which. Honestly, if you really want to see the play and you're strapped, give us a dollar so you can say you paid something and uh, uh, come see the show. We'd love to see an, have an audience even if you're you know, strapped. And Fearless will be hanging out doing uh, karaoke to the max. So if you wanted to watch a play and then do karaoke, it'd be a fun evening. I'm, I'm curious as to, to what kind of shenanigans the Fearless people are going to be challenging each other to for that. Because I shudder to think. And I, I know that my fundraising team, uh, which is uh, Breakfast for Dinner, is going to be doing a group sing-along of Breakfast at Tiffany's. So we, I, still, we still have to work out who's going to... As that's a song I've done at karaoke myself before, I'm, I'm curious to how we're going to do the break. I will put a challenge out for you, and that is to do Ring of Fire. I don't do Johnny Cash well, but... Just saying. I'm putting it out there. I can, go have, I can go have some Indian. I know if our team reaches our ultimate goal, uh, my team's team action movie, which my my com- Rinfest comedy partner James Fairbairn's on, uh, we we have a reputation for telling dad jokes and puns. Yes, they we, do. We have a special. That's one of our professional idiocy things. Um, if we do manage to reach the three thousand dollar level at Die Laughing, we'll do a set of dad jokes where we just look at each other, but we'll wear shot collars. Anytime one of us breaks or smiles, we'll probably have Jenna Young, of all people, press yes. a button to zap us. Jenna would m- most appreciate the opportunity to be the person. So to zap I kind of hope because nope. so when I say professional idiocy, that's what I mean: telling jokes with a shot collar. If I that. slip Jenna twenty bucks, will she just hold the key down the entire time? Not for twenty. Not for twenty. Fair enough. And and she she would look at me. You think I'm that cheap? Hmm. So. <laughs> Well, if you put down a, a, a couple, a couple uh, 
Benjamin Franklin's. Thing. Yeah. yeah. She 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 do it. She, she I mean, do I, a I good think that there, there could be a, like an hour long shtick where people just walk up, put twenty bucks in front of Jenna, and she she zaps the collar. Yeah. I mean that. I mean we're down. Great if way. we can get the three thousand to do it, I'm. Like, I mean, that's for just a laughing, great way to get a fun. I'll just thing. make sure I have time off to after get, that show to recover. And yeah, Monday money after the fundraiser has, has I'm, started. Yeah. I'm just now all I can think of is the beginning of Ghostbusters with the. <laughs> hey, I'm getting tired of this. You got paid five dollars, didn't you? <laughs> so. <clears throat> yep. All right, so we should close this monkey out so we can get on to the next we one. We should. So. I don't know if you've been warned. He hasn't. I didn't think you had, but you know, it sounds better if you, you know, rub it in. Rub it in. Yeah. We but like if you would to listen to the show. You would know. We like to toast our way out. And by toast our way out, I mean ask for our guest to toast us out. Oh, do a toast. Would you yeah, would you I, have a toast you could yeah, toast I us know. out with? Uh Hold on, let me think of one. I got some uh Shh. Yeah, I'll do I'll do a, a dirty toast. I, I right. toast the pub crawl. All right. So uh, it's it's just a dirty, stupid limerick. Yep. So uh, 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 hold on, I gotta remember because it's it's wordplay, so I have to actually get it right. Uh, she offered her honor. <coughs> I honored her offer, and all night long I was on her and offer. Here, here. 